Welcome to Trust Is My Home. Uh, here we are, one week into the desert, almost. You know, just about one week into the desert. Uh, has everybody felt the season change? Uh, we're definitely in Lent. We are here, that's for sure. Um, today, we're going to talk about maybe a new perspective on fasting and how fasting can bring about greater attentiveness to the work of God in our life. And, and even attentiveness to the work of God and those people that we love. Welcome to Trust is My Home, a weekly podcast about living a covenant of trust with the Father. From Loretto House here in Austin, Texas to your own home, this podcast seeks to lay down and enflesh the foundation of trust that becomes the true rock on which to build a home. Each week, we will talk about realigning our lives toward the Father. What does it mean to trust Him? If God is a good Father, and we believe that, how does that change the way we live our lives? We'll dig deep into the hidden treasures of the hearts of mothers and fathers who are choosing to live radical trust in God, and speak honestly about the challenges and the testimonies that come from such a life. This is a podcast from this home to your homes, meant to reach into the sometimes lonely struggles to weave encouragement, joy, and community into your day. So whether you're driving, cleaning, folding, or just stopping to listen, welcome to Trust is My Home. Well, here we are. Uh, Welcome to Trust is My Home, recording once again from Loretto House in Austin, Texas. Uh, yeah, so one week into Lent, I feel like it's going to be a good one. I do believe, though, that Jesus might not get out of this Lent alive. But seriously, though, something's happening, folks. We need to pay attention. But I think the real question is, what do we pay attention to? That's, I think, the key in Lent. Paying attention to the right things. Because there's no lack of people, things, places, newscasts, you name it trying to claim our attention. So how do we pay attention in a spirit of trust? That's that's really what this episode is about. Paying attention, listening, obeying. Obedience, obedience is is a word that finds its roots in obidere, which means to listen. And paying like attention, to be attentive to something. I mean, the Eastern church is a saying, it's like, be attentive, be attentive. And I think that right now, Lent is about really bringing to precision our attentiveness to the right thing. So on a very real level, um, 
we could just name a couple of things that are calling your attention. Um, it's Super Tuesday, so there's elections. We have that coronavirus that seems to be spreading rapidly and creating fear. Um, I could just do a little search and find more, more things for us to pay attention to. But what is God asking us to be attentive to in Lent? And I think that if we are living and, and striving to live a covenant of trust with the Father, the way we even pay attention is different. The way we even tune in to our circumstances is different. And it allows us and equips us to pay attention in the right way. So some of um, the things that we do during Lent are there to help strip us down to pay attention to the right things. And one of the things in Lent that we do is we talk about is fasting. And fasting isn't just like, okay, so like not eating so that you can lose weight. The whole purpose fasting is to be more attentive to the important things. So I think in order to know what to be attentive to, we need to see what we don't need to be attentive to. Because I think that it's a lot easier to um, let our curiosity be the thing that uh, drives, like the filter for our attentiveness. So um, curiosity, kind of like following whatever, a story online, and then I click over here, and I click over here, and I click over here, and I, you know, I'm satisfying some kind of like a curiosity, so it doesn't have, maybe it doesn't pertain to my, uh, like to my life and to what is necessary for me uh, to to live in truth and to live a life for God. So when we're fasting in Lent, we need to fast from curiosity. Whether it's like curiosity about people, um, kind of when we're with our friends and that can come up through gossip or curiosity through our news feed, curiosity on Facebook, because curiosity is me being attentive to the wrong thing. No, we should be attentive to those things that create wonder. A long time ago, actually, I did a, a paper, a thesis on the difference between wonder and curiosity. And, um, I was really struck by um, St. Thomas Aquinas speaking that curiosity is the daughter of sloth. Um, and I was struck by that because that's not necessarily um, what we hear. And actually we kind of align curiosity with creativity and we speak of it as a really good thing, except for when we say that it killed the cat. Um, I guess that depends on, I don't know if you like cats or not, but, but but this kind of sense of curiosity is usually a, a pursuit of something that is not um, like leading us to be um, like in awe or wonder. Like so curiosity feeds restlessness, wonder feeds silence. And as we're paying attention to the right things, we should be thinking about, is this leading me to greater silence in my heart? Or is this leading me to greater restlessness? 
Sometimes curiosity can lead us into a place of reading something that we get angry about and then we get frustrated and then we get all, um, we, it feeds our anger, but there's nothing we can do about it. You know, it's like reading this news story about this thing that happened over there and this person that said this, and then I'm angry at the injustice, but it's like an injustice that's not really even part of my life, but because I'm so uh, able to get access to information, I can like expend my energy to, you know, on different things. So what if we were to, to kind of create a categories of like, where should we be attentive? Well, I mean, think of, let's go start at the very beginning of our day. I really believe that, that if we're living a covenant of trust with the father, we're going to begin our day with attentiveness to God. And it means that even if it's just three minutes before we're even out of bed and like in the middle of the rush with our children and everything happening, we are first giving our attention to God. We're giving that attention to God by saying, you know, like welcoming him into our day. And so the first attention, I, I believe, like in this, in a path of trust should be to God. God, you know what, you know, God cares actually about our day. He cares about how we begin the day. He cares about our disposition of the day. And some days, you know, we wake up and it's like, how did we already wake up on the battlefield, you know? It's, and so if, if we already wake up on the battlefield, how do we take a moment to be attentive to the fact that we have a good father? If, if we don't feel it emotionally, to stop and bring that to our attention. And then the second thing that I feel like as, as we were waking up, maybe it's attentiveness to our spouse or wife or husband or, or then, and then this attentiveness, which usually we don't have to even try, right? Is attentiveness to our children. But I think that when I speak about being attentive to our, your children, I think that it's easy to be attentive to the, the nagging, you know, the, the vocalizing, but I don't know if you ever noticed that, like, you know, you can have a mom or dad. Usually it's mom, let's just be honest. But it's like, mom, 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 mom. Yes, you know, what would you like? <laughs> can I have this? And so you're, you're like kind of already as you wake up, you know, at the beginning of the day, you know, responding to these external, external cries and external like calls for attention. But what's and another way of being attentive is like what is below that cry i don't know if you've ever had the experience where you know a child or somebody is seeking your attention like listen to me listen to me listen to me and and you're actually there like you're like i'm right here and i'm not even just listening to your voice right now i'm receiving your face i'm receiving your expressions i'm trying to listen to what your heart is desiring and it's like oh Oh, I don't have to like fight for this. And so I think another another place of attention is to be in attention. When I walk into the room in the first beginning of the morning, looking at the faces of, of the loved ones around me and being attentive in that place. And since I've already been attentive to God the Father, asking him to show me how to be attentive to them. And what a child says they want through their articulations, or even a husband or wife, might not always be even the thing that they really want. 
So how do I pay attention on a level that is different than just the noise? You know, there's different levels. Like if we just pay attention to the noise level of people calling for our attention and we react to that, we're living a life of reaction and not living a life of peace and then not maybe sometimes even able to bring the grace of God into those situations. And I feel like Lent is that time to try to to be attentive. To be attentive to the people in our life. Maybe even being attentive to the ways that they give to us. Being attentive through gratitude. That's another way that we're attentive. When we operate, like when you have a spirit of true gratitude for gifts that you've received, your attentiveness increases. Because what you're doing is you're putting on a lens of abundance and not lack. Because as soon as I put on a lens of lack, like I'm missing something, I need it. What I'm doing is I'm tuning into noise again. But if I'm standing in that position of like, already I know I have a good father begun by my attentiveness to him. And in that spirit of gratitude, then I can see, oh, wow, somebody made the coffee or wow, like this thing is given. And it helps me to be attentive to the right thing. So gratitude becomes a lens of attentiveness. And that's why our fasting, our fasting should include like a sense of gratitude. Our fasting should include kind of a searching for what is good. Not just a running away from like, oh, I don't want that to eat that. I don't want to have this. It should be like kind of a opening our hearts up to see what God is doing. So we begin our day, first of all, by being attentive to the Father, our Son, Holy Spirit. And then from there, as we just kind of even rise, seeking to be attentive, not to the noise, not to the urgencies of just tasks, but attentive to the people. And as we're going through our day, whether we're driving to pick up groceries or wherever we are, when we operate from a spirit of attentiveness, that's not just feeding the needs of our flesh. And that's that's part of fasting is like I'm withholding you know, just the kind of even like the way my body is asking for like, oh, give me sugar or, or give me this or give me that or feed this comfort. By, by denying a certain kind of comfort from my body, my physicalness, it's not killing me. You know, I'm just, I'm actually heightening my senses on a spiritual level to an attentiveness to other things. And so it opens the inner ear and the inner heart and the inner eyes to what maybe God is doing. And, and we see this, we see this, you know, in Jesus' temptations as well. Like through that fasting, like he is, he becomes very, very attentive even to the subtleties of the enemy. And so as we, we kind of take on a spirit of kind of simplifying and fasting from noise and fasting from things that just feed our physical comfort, it should be leading us to an attentiveness. And that kind of attentiveness should be leading us to seeing the hand of God in our life. And yes, there's battles. There's battles. And sometimes it feels like in Lent the battles are harder. And it's like, I don't even want to go through Lent because, man, every Lent's a killer. But I think if we take on the sense of attentiveness and what are we paying attention to? So here's a, here's a little test for you if you're paying attention to the right thing. 
just, you know, if you ever find yourself anxious or just kind of like distracted, um, easy, just stop for a moment and say, okay, what, what, what am I paying attention to? What do I need to pay attention to? If what you're doing is increasing your anxiety, it's good to stop and check. Because what if I'm being attentive to what everybody else is thinking, right? That's probably something I can fast from. <laughs> and maybe that's a hard thing to fast from. So what's the key to fasting from that kind of being a, paying attention to the wrong things? Whether, because I could walk into a room and I'm like, well, that person doesn't look like they're very happy with me. And then I start letting that take off, like take over and create reaction instead of me standing from a place of peace and acting with God. So here's the thing. The grounding point of all of it is going back to that cornerstone, being attentive to who I am to the Father and in the beginning of the day. And as I'm attentive to that, as I'm attentive to God, and then striving through the day to be attentive, not just to the, you know, the urgencies on the horizontal level, but to the deeper sense of what's happening, I see the providence of God. My, my gratitude can increase because I'm seeing gifts on a different level. And I'm letting the Father speak truth to me. Because we can go into any situation and receive different message from that situation depending on our attentiveness and what we're being attentive to. If I walk into a chaotic room and everybody like needs me and like, yeah, I just, I'm just imagining mother is actually between the hours of four and six. Um, everyone's like, mom, 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 mom. I mean, it's even hard to have a moment of silence to recollect yourself. But if I'm only responding to, and I should not even say responding, reacting to the urgencies, what ends up happening is I lose myself. And I lose my positioning before the Father that I need in order to be able to give and receive love from a place of peace. So, obviously that's ideal, right? That we, I mean, I'm not saying that it happens, but the ideal is that we're even in the difficulties of our day, we're operating from a peace, like this peace of knowing no matter what, I belong to God the Father and He is caring for me. And I'm not, I don't want to make that sound like, oh, that's so easy, you know, like everything's great. But have you ever noticed when um, something out of the blue hits you, like uh, maybe in a delay or uh, it could be a flat tire or just something, and it has that ability just to like rattle you immensely. It's in these moments, it's like pay attention, right? Like, so all of a sudden, all these anxieties and fears and things can happen. And it's just like all of a sudden we're stirred. Our peace is gone. In those moments, if I stop for a second, I'm like, okay, God, help me. Like, what am I supposed to be paying attention to right now? Because it is absolutely amazing what can happen when we kind of tune our dial to the right thing. And that's the gift of Lent. He's like tuning our dial to God. Like, let's actually believe that he's part of our world. And when we're not just reacting to everything, which, I mean, we can go years and years and years and years and years just reacting. But what about an attempt, like kind of an invitation to be attentive to what God might be doing, to the undercurrent, to like, it's like tuning the radio station. 
Um, you know, when you're in between, it's like, like a lot of noise, but when you get, you get to the right place, it's just on cue. And so as we're like, we have to stop and sometimes tune the radio many times during the day because, because all of a sudden we're going along, we're good. We've got ourselves, you know, we're in this place of attentiveness. Like maybe when you're attentive, you see the blue sky even better and you see the clouds and you see the beauty and, and, and you kind of have like the spirit of gratitude in which Actually, when we have a spirit of gratitude and a spirit of true attentiveness to what God's doing, God occupies us in a deeper way and we actually radiate God to others without even speaking Him. I don't know if you've ever gone to a grocery store or somewhere in a public place and there's somebody that you just kind of almost can't take your eyes off because they have this kind of joy or radiance to them. This is like, it's like an attractiveness, right? Because because there's something about them. And it's a spirit of attentiveness. So in Lent, our fasting, and in particular, and, and prayer, obviously, and almsgiving, they, they, they are part of this, but our first fasting, we are fasting so that we might be attentive to the fact that God is with us. Because when we're not fasting, what we're doing oftentimes is like feeding all those comforts, feeding our flesh, and, and it's, it's okay, these are good things, but... I don't know if you've ever noticed, but like when I'm really comfortable, and I mean comfortable, I'm usually not very attentive, right? It's like even in warfare, you try to put, you know, you're trying to put the 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 opposing army kind of to a place of comfort so that you can have this attack. So it's our goal in the Christian life is never to be comfortable. And I'm sorry about that. Our goal is to be attentive. And it, but doesn't mean that we're like our needs aren't going to be taken care of and that we can't be fully alive. But comfort is not the goal of Christianity. It's not. Comfort is not like we're like moving. Okay, we're moving people. Where we should be attentive, awake, alive, alert, ready, ready. Be sober and alert, right? So like this this kind of like virgins holding their lamps, you know, filled with oil, attentiveness to what is to come. We live on this earth fully and we, we give ourselves. And, and I think as we're truly attentive, and I think you can do an experiment of one day, just try to seek to be attentive on a deeper level and you'll see the graces overflow. And it does take work. It takes discipline, not just to like, Go from urgency to urgency or from reaction to reaction, but to stop for a moment and let myself be attentive to a different level. So like, think about picking up your children from, you know, soccer and it's easy to like, oh, how was your soccer game? That was good. This was good. And you're thinking about the meal that you have to cook when you get home or, and, and even a moment stopping and being attentive and like looking at their faces and, and like, did I really see my child today? Was I attentive, you know? Um, not just the route, the routine, but but a sense of... It, because here's the thing. When we have a spirit of attention, we find treasures. We find beauty. And then we're led to wonder. And wonder leads us to worship. When we are just following um, the noise or kind of that level of 
urgency and reaction, what ends up happening is like, it's so much easier just to try to numb ourselves and, and to follow curiosity, which leads to our restlessness, which leads to kind of a numbness in, in our ability to receive others. We have never been a time where, for, where seeing each other is like more necessary. Like the hunger to be seen is so great. And as we see others, you know, this is kind of, when we go to like Eucharistic adoration and we look at Jesus and Mother Teresa would say this, is that her sisters adored the Lord so that they could see the Lord in others, in the poor. So even like as we even worship and as we see Christ in the Eucharist, even that attentiveness allows us to see Christ in each other. And I think there's these moments, these really grace moments when you maybe you look at somebody, a friend, a spouse, a child, somebody that you have loved and even grown familiar with. But then you're given a grace of like almost an attentive new eyes. And you just maybe have this chance to look at them and they don't even notice that you're kind of really attentive to them. And then to wonder again at who they are. Because Lent is really, it's really a springtime, right? It's a refreshment. So I guess in this podcast, it's really today, I think it's just the encouragement to refine our senses and bring them into alignment with the truth of what we believe. And if we truly believe that God is a good father, we start our day that way. And we are believing and kind of really living a level of trust. Like, Jesus, I trust in you. When we say that, what does that mean? You know, that he is the operator. There is a providence of God that's working through each day. It's like we get to be treasure hunters for how God's working each day. Like, wow, I love how you did that, God. That was amazing. Okay, there's this uh, quick story, and then I'll, I'll end, of, of kind of an attentiveness, right? So I was, I went to confession yesterday at the parish, and I was kind of walking outside of the church afterwards, and I was looking for this particular bird that I always look for. Um, <laughs> there's just this blue bird I love that, that's outside of that church area. And I was just walking, and I saw um, a young man, and he noticed him, and I, was, and I thought, oh, wow, that's one of my former students. Um, so I, you know, I could have kept walking and I, I just stopped for a moment and got put on my heart to, to kind of, to speak to him. And we talked and, um, you know, I just asked him if he had a prayer intention and, um, and he, he, you know, like, and he had just had asked for prayers for, you know, just the spirit of peace. And as I prayed with him, I just had this hurt. I heard the word belonging, that he was somebody who was going to bring people into belonging, that God was going to give him belonging. And so I was praying. I was praying with him and just trying to listen, being attentive to what God was saying. And, um, you know, it's a beautiful prayer. Uh, we said goodbye. I told him I prayed for him. And I, I just kind of was excited for what I felt like God was doing with him. And I was impressed. I was impressed because he was taking time just to sit outside and, and pray a little and um and i went back to my car i was about to drive away and i have these um epiphany gifts which are like cards like they're cards that have our lady of tenderness on one side and then just kind of a word and they're really for epiphany but i heard the lord he, i was about to drive away and and really in the spirit of tenderness, 
attentiveness. And when I say attentiveness, I guess I really, it's Holy Spirit that allows us to be attentive. So I have not said that throughout this, but I think that when we're in those places where we can ask Holy Spirit to say, Holy Spirit, help me to be attentive, right? Because the Holy Spirit is the one that that allows us to listen to the truth because it's the, he's the spirit of the truth and he speaks the truth. So as I was in my car, I kept on hearing like, go give this young man a card. Go give him a Epiphany card. And I was like, well, it's not really like Epiphany has been a little ways away. We're in Lent. You know, that's silly. He was ready to take off, but I, it, it was kind of like pressing on me. So I, I went over and I had these cards and I knocked on his window. I said, oh, I have an Epiphany, you know, gift for you. I, I think he had received one of those like years ago and he picked, picked a card. He looked at it. He said, am I supposed to tell you what it is? I was like, no, you don't have to. And then he, <laughs> and then he kind of like flashed and he turned around and the word that he got received was belonging. And it was like kind of blew me away. Um, I was like, what? I was really overwhelmed because that was what the Lord really put on my heart when I was praying with him. And that's one of, I don't know, 40 cards. And that was a card that he picked. And it was just, like I said, like a treasure from God, from being attentive. And so there was just many different levels in that, in that story of me being attentive. First of all, just kind of being attentive to my surroundings, um, seeing the students. You know, sometimes we're just task-oriented. We just walk and do without looking and then being attentive to God, asking me to engage him, uh, being attentive to God, asking me to like, hey, maybe ask him if he has any prayer intentions and then praying with him. And as I was praying with him, being attentive to the Lord. And then even after that, I gave it back to God. Lord, thank you. This is beautiful that I that I saw this young man and I was in the car. And then it's like God wasn't done and he asked me to do this. And so in my attentiveness, I, I did it. And it, it was actually a real gift for me. I mean, it was, it, it's right now. It just brings joy to my heart. And that might be a small moment, but those are the beautiful moments that we remember at the end of the day, you know, because we said yes and we were attentive, but we see the, the like when we are attentive to the Holy Spirit, when we're attentive to what God is doing and we are operating on that level, we see miracles and a day becomes an adventure. I don't know if you, you know, the mundane, like the humdrum of work, whatever, when we tune to the right station, <laughs> then our day takes on a dimension of heaven. And so I guess in all of this, my prayer is as we fast, as we fast from, from those things that, um, bring our attentiveness to kind of just a uh, kind of really whatever is like the material level. As we fast from the material things, may we be attentive to God's work, both in the material and the immaterial. And and as we're attentive, really in the, that attentiveness, I really feel like the spirit of attentiveness, right, is the Holy Spirit. Um, and in our fasting is to be able to be better listeners, you know, better seers, better responders to the work of God in the world, and then to usher that work in and to bring heaven to earth through, through our own kindness, through our own encounters.
I maybe St. Thomas Aquinas, I am not positive, but I love the quote that every act of kindness is a small incarnation. I might be quoting that wrong, but the incarnation, like Christ coming to earth, it happens in us and it happens in us when we're attentive. It happens in us when we um, are not operating from a spirit of fear and a spirit of a distraction, but rather a spirit of openness and gratitude and listening. So I pray that in this Lent, that might be the way we go about our fasting. That it might bring heaven down to earth through us. God bless.